Hello everyone, it is Shnan from Cascadia Pod for another Tannis Talk. Yay! So I am super excited that Tannis is back. I'm secretly hoping that the Black Tapes comes back soon too. Anyway, we're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 1 of Tannis. I'm going to tell you guys what I thought about each of the little scenes, vignettes, whatever you want to call them, and my hopes, wishes, and dreams for this particular episode, episode, this particular season of Tannis. So let's get started. So first things first, I really enjoyed that Nick gave us a, this is what happened previously on Tannis because it's been such a long time. I'm not going to re-listen to season two. Wasn't my favorite at all. And I was really happy that we got something telling us what had happened. From there, we got to the one thing that I just didn't feel like it fit. And not so much that it didn't fit as it didn't have that same feeling as the rest of the episode did. The very beginning was a great wrap up, very cohesive. You still felt Nick's feelings. And then we got the session with the psychiatrist. And I don't know if she was just overdoing it or he just needed a voiceover to say what he was doing. But something was missing there, definitely. And I was a little apprehensive when that happened, thinking, oh crap, it's going to be another one of those seasons. Luckily, it isn't thus far. We'll see. So then we get into Nick being offered the same job at Tesla Nova, but better because he's going to be at the station. I don't know what I think about that. Actually, I can tell you exactly what I think about that. Nick is addicted. He is addicted to Tannis. Tannis is his drug of choice. And MK needs to give him an intervention because we all know what is going to happen. He is going to get there. He is going to get obsessed with it and disappear for days, months, weeks at a time. Finally, they will have to send someone out for him with a butterfly net. From there, we had that talk with MK and she sounded really depressed to begin with, which I understand. One of her friends has passed away. And then on top of that, Nick being a cuckoo and going back into Tannis and not heeding anything that she says. Now, I do want to address their addressing of the relationship. For myself, I really saw that it was more of a friendship, but I understand why they addressed it. It's not something that's really pertinent to the storyline whatsoever. They care for each other. They're friends, even if he is still paying her. And that is probably more to do with the fact that she needs money to live as opposed to hey, he's my friend and he's paying me to be his friend because we all know that isn't the case. She's just as invested as he is, just not as crazy addicted as he is. So then we got that interesting story about the zombies in Bend, Oregon. And I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought was, oh crap, I hope this isn't real because Bend, Oregon isn't too far away. And then I also thought it was a little cool and come to find out, It was a real story, and what they told you is almost exactly what is in the news articles that I found. But if you're interested, you can always Google it, Bend, Oregon, and just click on news, and it's like the first thing right now, probably because not a lot happens in North Bend, Oregon. Sorry, North Bend, because there's a bend right next to me, but there's also a North Bend. You want North Bend. 
That was a great segue into the Francis Manners story. I really enjoyed that tie-in. It was cohesive and smooth, and I can completely believe it. I really enjoyed the Francis Manners story in completion. I liked listening to the friend who herself seemed a little um, out there when she was talking about the sacred place, but it was still interesting, and I liked hearing about how she became a normal, non-pushy, selly person, because I have a few friends and family that have fallen into those triangles or pyramid schemes where it doesn't really matter how much you sell as long as you get people recruited. And I definitely understand that those are coming back hardcore lately. (laughs) Anybody wants to earn a buck. I didn't feel bad for her. I was happy that she was turning into a normal person, but when she went nuts, I really didn't feel bad for her. And when I heard that she was missing, her friend gave her personality and her friend was the one that humanized her. And then I realized, no, I I don't like her. She's a crazy, ruthless person who is scheming and earning her money off of hurting others. And I just don't like that, especially considering what I see every day. Things like that just really upset me. There are other things that upset me too, but that's a big thing right there. And then we have the two pieces of media. So they're both technically film. One was pretty much just black, and then the other was three hours of the same thing. First, we'll talk about Frances Manor since we were on her. It was her doing some kind of tongues or weird sounds or whatever, and I didn't hear what he had said that she had said. And I was just like, um, no. And I listened to it the first time on my in my car, and definitely when I listen to it in the car, you lose a lot of that sound quality. The second time, however, I listened to it with my super awesome headphones that anytime one of those transitions, you know, the transitions would come through, I would jump because it felt like it was behind me. So I still couldn't hear what the crap she was saying. So when Nick said, well, she said, what was it, Eld fan? I was like, okay, I guess that works. And then we have the Eld Fennel video. That one, I hope that Jeff Van Zandt gets out because I hope it doesn't end up like the last two seasons where it turns into Nick going into Tannis and having to use his magical Tannis runner, navigator, super awesome Nick powers to save someone out of Tannis only to lose. So the first time we saved someone out of Tannis and we lost two people. And then this time we saved someone out of Tannis, somebody died. We ended up losing the Crackles. We ended up losing Veronica Pillman and we ended up losing Jeff Van Sands. So, hey, Nick, maybe instead this time you send in a bottle and it floats to to Jeff or something because we all know Jeff has the magical powers too. His brother did. He does. And he is going to get out. That is my hopes and my dreams. And should it be different, MK, hold him back. What do you guys think about this particular episode? What are you hoping the next season is going to bring? Are you thinking the same thing I am, that Nick's going to go in there and be the superhero again, only to come out a little bit closer to that guy that ripped his chest open? Let me know what you guys think by sending us a tweet or posting on our Facebook wall. Or, of course, you can always just comment on one of our pictures on Instagram or hit up our website, cascadiapod.squarespace.com. 
For everything else, our social media is Cascadia Pod. And I will see you guys at least in two weeks with the next Tannis Talk, maybe sooner. And if you need more Cascadia Pod now, you can always check out our vlogs, which are also Cascadia Pod on YouTube. Or you can check out my personal YouTube channel, which is Nicole Sid One, where I have been posting daily vlogs. It's been interesting. I can tell you what. So thank you guys so much again for listening. And don't forget, watch out for Bigfoot. Bye.